The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. With your hosts, Joe Bob. Ah, you're awful. <laughs> and A.J. Applegar. Sin Shu Chu. It's a mouthful. Alright, alright, welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of Fantasy Six Pack.net. With me as usual, my co-host, AJ Appergarth. What is up, man? Just another interesting day in the <laughs> life course. that I lead. I was gonna say, I mean, we're, we're 20 I, minutes I late, but this is actually like a legit excuse. So yeah, we gotta be this cash, was, man. Like you, you and, and I did pass. I did get home <laughs> right at uh like right at nine, and I was yeah. like, okay. I figured get you my beer, time to get rolling. Take a so. leak, get my shirt, yeah. and let's go. <laughs> we good, man. We good. Um, all right, so tonight we're going to be covering the NFC East Fantasy Football Preview. But uh, before we jump into that, got a couple things to remind you guys about. Hit that subscribe button, those like buttons, those follow buttons. Leave those comments, those reviews. Uh, we appreciate it. And um, also, just... If you guys are not aware, if you want access to our award-winning advice, guys, I'm you know we've we've got guys that have ranked in the top ten, the top twenty, the top five uh, in fantasy pros multiple years in in draft draft rankings. Uh, if you want access, direct access to us, um, Discord, and all of our advice on fantasy six pack, we've got some memberships available. Fantasysixpack.net slash plans. Um, you can use promo code F6P early, get 25% off. The first hundred people who sign up with that code are going to get 25% off. After that, you're not going to get that. Uh, so go ahead and hit those up and, um, hope to see you on our discord channel, but let's bring in our guest of honor this night. And it is, uh, Herms at Herms NFL featured writer over on fantasy pros, we got the lateral fantasy football podcast producer of the Debbie Royale. He's all over the place, man. He's a fun guy. Happy to have him here. He did bounce from our uh, he did he did bounce from our Scott Fishbowl division, but that's a good reason why, I suppose. <laughs> What's going on tonight, man? Oh, what is up, everybody? Fantasy Six Pack. <laughs> What up? <laughs> now that's an entrance, AJ. What? what where's that energy all? all I need a kazoo. I mean, <laughs> all right, man. <laughs> Probably no. one of my top uh, two favorite instruments to play with my mouth, and uh, yeah, I just need to get one. <laughs> I mean, that was, that was pretty. That was pretty fantastic. That's fantastic. Um, <laughs> we're just gonna bring you in every week to introduce us, and then we'll be like, see you later, Herm. bye. <laughs> Oh, uh, sure, I got you. No problem at all. <laughs> Every Thursday, nine-ish, uh, just comment, introduce us, and then, you know, you can go do about your business. Uh, no, <laughs> anyway, man, uh, so, yeah, we are here to talk some NFC East, but uh, before we do that, let's get to my favorite segment, and that's Beer of the Week. Mm, beer. All right, so as we told you before the show, it doesn't have to be beer, just whatever you're drinking. So, Herms, you are the guest for the night, so let us know what you got. I am known in these streets as somebody who really enjoys the Budweiser Mango Rita because it is inexpensive and 8% alcohol. 
So that is <laughs> that is my... right up our alley. If you yes. if you've watched this show before, eight percenters are right up our alley. So AJ, what you got? Uh, I, I have one in front of me, actually. It is a uh, 8.6 from, <laughs> uh, shout out to my my 102, uh, Mr. Jeff Sanders, um, for going up to Boston last weekend and stopping at Treehouse, picking up some, some brews. So very happy to have a very hazy. Um, can't wait. <laughs> Still hate you for drinking. Oh yeah. Well, I have a couple others. Maybe, maybe I'll loan you one. No, you're I don't not. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't blame you. Um, all right. Oh, yeah. So I'm drinking an Ooh, elder pine. Definitely need a kazoo now. Less than eight. This is called Awake on the Forest Floor. They have other mm. versions of it called Asleep Sleep. on the Forest Floor. And I believe they have like a double, which is like. I don't know if it's called like. I fell off the fourth floor. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I don't know, but this is uh this down is the a, stairs, a and now I'm on the first. Um, it's it's pretty good. Uh, I believe I gave it a four on untapped. But let me just remind myself. <laughs> let me let me think again. Mm, yeah, yes, pretty solid. It's still, uh, still it's a, four. a four for me on untapped. Four out of five. So good stuff there. All right, Herms. Let's jump into things here. And um, anyway, first things you first. Have the floor, man. All right. Well, first things first. I have a. Uh, I have to make a pick um, in oh, the Scott Fish. Scott Fish. Ooh. So, I I don't I don't know where to go at this point. Um, uh, yeah, it is Pangs. It is Pangs. So I'm looking. Um, my my squad so far here. If I can, <laughs> like the and Jules, like figure out. How to get to that? Draft results. Okay. What are we doing here? I don't know. I'm just wasting time. Per usual. Uh, I've got Hertz. I've got Stafford. I've got Mixon. I've got Javante. Uh, I've got the stack with AJ Brown. I've got Sutton, uh, Damian Harris, and Elijah Moore. So no tight end yet in the tight end premium league. Smart. Um, I don't know. I kind of want to either do fourth, fourth receiver or fourth running back. I mean, or go you, tight end. I mean, I don't have know. To tell, you'd have to tell us yeah. who's available. That'd be that'd be helpful. I'm getting there, dude. Jeez. Sure? <laughs> so uh, we've got Singletary. We've got Hunter Renfro, who's kind of just staring me in the face. Um, Kareem Hunt, uh, Dawson Knox, Lazard. James Cook. Just curious. Olave. What other tight ends are there? Like, where are we at with the tight ends? Um, tight ends left. You've got Knox, Gusecki, Komet, Fant, Irv, Uh, Boonham. Is there no Pat Firemuth available to you? No, he just got he just got picked. Rats. Um, Hunter Henry's still there. What pick are you again? I'm the 106. This is the 907. Smack dab in the middle. I feel like if you pass on tight end, you're gonna have to grab on the way back. Most likely, man. Like it's gonna get. People are gonna start taking their second one, and you're gonna get totally hosed. Um, Yeah. 
Komet's a pretty good choice because I, yeah, I, mean, like, I know I was, just I was saying that's that what I was thinking. Thing. At Target share, dude. Fourteen by which which is brutal, but I mean I'm the one who has taken Man. two two running backs with a week fourteen by, so we'll see. Um, <clears throat> there we go. Komet's not too bad. We all agree. right, um, done and done, boom, and we're done. Let's move on, folks. Okay, um, now back to the show. I think Toronto Dave <laughs> wanted to hear the NFC East preview and not listen to you pick, so he just told you Komet and you did. <laughs> Love the action. You're welcome, Toronto Dave. <laughs> also, All right, because of um... your Blue Jays, I have to wear my my shirt of <laughs> Philadelphia, which works because Bohm is injured and couldn't go to Toronto anyways. But yeah. All right. Moving on. NFL, guys. Let's talk some football. That's what we're here to do, or so I've been told. <laughs> NFC East. The, the way we start this off, Herms, we like to do uh, just an NFL-related question first and just kind of you know, break the ice before we get into the fantasy side of it. Um, so our, our question this week, or for this division, which team, if any, can surprise the NFL and actually be a real contender from this division for what feels like the first time in a while, years, hmm. maybe a decade? Something that feels like it feels like the first time. Um, <laughs> dude, I mean, okay, so like, look, to be perfectly honest, uh, you know, like, because this background is necessary. Uh, I was born and raised a Steelers fan. My parents are from Northwest PA, but I am from the greater DC metropolitan area. Despite Dan Snyder's just overall awfulness, there is still a very tiny, soft spot in my heart <clears throat> somewhere, somewhere around here. For the commanders, and yeah, with me, yeah, <laughs> like same, same thing, man. I grew up in this area. Like, football team. I, I can't do. I can't like actively root for them during the day, but it, like when they're doing well, you're like, oh, that's that's cute. Yeah, you know, and it's like <laughs> but I, still I hate you. Like, oh yeah, no, <laughs> just, I, something I, feels weird. Yeah, yeah, no, right? What is this <laughs> like excitement? Is that is that what I'm feeling? <laughs> yeah. No, they're they're difficult to get behind, but I will <clears throat> say just in terms of like how vastly that defense underperformed last year relative to its capability. I mean, especially yeah. since like, yo, like the signing of William Jackson at cornerback was a really huge deal for them. It didn't really work out, you know, super well last year, but like I saw him twice a year terrorize my Steelers wide receivers mm-hmm. when he was, you know, locking stuff down on the Bengals there for a while. Like he's super talented. Theoretically, if that front seven, you know, remains healthy they figure out to find a tackler and one of those linebackers they could be pretty good and plus like for as much as Carson Wentz gets clowned like yeah it could be worse he's done well in the division before so right. like I don't know because we're picking something that will surprise people because like yeah. people think the Cowboys are good the Eagles have yeah. enough star power going for them that you know people would probably you know pick them the surprise though surprise keyword commanders I think there's enough reason to be optimistic for a surprise at least. Yeah. I I was definitely shocked by their defense last year and, and how non fantasy helpful they were. Uh, I think I actually had drafted them. It didn't work. (laughs) Yeah. I like sat on them and it was like, okay, no one's getting defense in this league. I was like, fine, I'll just take Washington. And yeah, that did not work out too well. And they were cut pretty quick. So I, I can definitely see that. Um, so best of luck to you, Davis. <laughs> but I get which it, man, one, values, Davis? You have nice. 18,000 nice. best ball teams. So, of course, <laughs> yes, one can be a, a commander. So I, I, will, I will allow that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So let's jump into the preview here. 
start off with our quarterback position. Um, basically, what we do is list off the ADP, uh, you know, quarterbacks by their ADP based on um, sleeper uh, from Fantasy Pros. So, number seven, QB seven, we've got Mr. Jalen Hurts. Uh, we've got Dak Prescott at QB eight, Mr. Wentz at QB 25, and Danny Dimes coming in last at 26. Suck it, Keith, forever. <laughs> Um. All right, Joe, lead us that's, off. That's the good. Uh, that's the good Joe joke. I was waiting for. Uh, there's gonna be lots of those. Oh, that. All right. This so, is the show for hashtag suck it Keith. The whole show. Yeah, Two I should have added that brain. to the YouTube description. Hashtag it, it, suck that should that should have just been Keith, our picture. Keith Lot is uh. By the way, Herms, for for those of you who are not or for don't know, um, Keith is the co-owner of the site. And it's a big Giants fan, so it's just a it's just a funny thing because obviously <laughs> Commanders fan ish, and then obviously e- Eagles fan. I always do this wrong, but Eagles fan. So oh, right Giants, there. Eagles, you know, whatever. <laughs> yes, yeah. there. Uh, the one thing I, we can I agree on is that Dallas that sucks. Sitting there, sucky Keith. <laughs> I forgot about that. So yeah, yes. Timing there. Thank you. I was waiting for that. that. All right. So starting off here with Dallas Herms. Um, you know how much. People are still drafting Dak pretty high. Um, but, I mean, are we worried about his ceiling just being that much lower to where he shouldn't be drafted where he's going right now without Amari and Cedric Wilson this year? Or are you just still all in? I mean, Dak is pretty interesting this year because, well, first and foremost, the thing he has going for him is that it's another year removed from that extremely gnarly ankle injury. The fact that he's made it back out to the field, played a whole season, you know, seemingly at least I will say toward the you know second half of the year, he started to lose a little bit of confidence, I think, just like physically in terms of being able to like plant and make accurate throws sometimes. But like that's further in the past. And I do think they addressed some of the other, you know, holes that left behind by Amari Cooper not being there and Cedric Wilson not being there well by bringing in Jalen Tolbert in the draft I think that was a really good one and you know and we'll probably we'll get to that position group as we go on so I won't go too deep about it but like the biggest thing he has going for him is just health health it was a very difficult injury to come back from and especially with the quarterback position like to be able to plant and really go through your motion to throw the football. Like if you're coming back from something as severe as that type of ankle injury, or especially like think about what we saw from Joe Burrow earlier last season. Now, granted it's a different injury, but it's still part of your leg. It's still part of the part of your body that you're relying upon to be able to be, you know, planted in the ground and do the thing. Like it took him a while to get going too, but you know, anytime you can come back to full health, it's a, it's a good thing for you. So just not the most insightful answer in the world, but he's healthy. So good. Yeah, no, I mean, I like I, I like I like Dak where he's going. I actually think you know he's still got a pretty safe floor. I you know I think he does lose a little bit of that ceiling without too well. As much as I hate Amari Cooper, he is a you know a big boom type of player that helps out you know especially his quarterback. Um, Cedric Wilson is talented, uh, so that does hurt. But I mean, I, I still think you know Ceedee Lamb is is very very good obviously Dalton Schultz is good um <clears throat> they're hopefully going to be getting getting back um uh Gallup at some point in the season um if not early super early on and that's that's just a, that's gonna help as well I, I've always I've always liked Gallup 
so you know, I, I think Dak is fine. Could you go and grab a couple of the guys after him, like not hit on his ADP or his ranking because you just want a little bit more upside? Sure, I, I won't hate you on that. Like, you know, in the rankings and ADP, you're looking at guys behind him like Wilson and Lance and Stafford and guys like that. And if you want to take the upside with those guys, I get it. They're all they're all pretty close. Dak's just a little safer um, just because he always kind of has been. Um, yeah. That's the way I see it, so. Makes yeah, sense. I mean, <clears throat> speaking of safe, uh, if you're looking for someone to crack some safes open with their head, you might as well look at the Giants. His fifth year here, this is, a, again, Danny Dimes, fifth year option has been rejected. Um, does that, to you, mean the writing's on the wall here for, for Danny Jones? Um, you know, now that the, the Brian Dable regime begins? I have absolutely no faith in Daniel Jones whatsoever, and I absolutely cannot wait until they have pretty much anybody else as the quarterback of that team, man. Like, it's been so aggressively bad. And, like, while he has shown flashes at times, the flashes he have he has shown have all come from longer runs, not even his arm necessarily. So... Yeah, like, sure I the just... runs. I mean, it's you know, you know, he likes to I mean, that on sounds the like a yard line and sounds like a person on a breakaway. Like, <laughs> I have to call that one out every time somebody talks about him running. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, but like, but that I, I think it's it's the most important thing to point Hashtag out. Hashtag suck at Keith. Hey, yeah, it's the most important thing to point out when talking about Daniel Jones because it is so emblematic. <laughs> just of his career if you're gonna distill daniel jones down to a single moment it's the i can't remember how many yards it was but like breakaway doing it oh just look at this guy go and then it's like 70 yards yeah it was against the eagles and then he just tripped (laughs) he just literally ran out of gas and was like fuck it i'm out (laughs) yeah i I I really really hope that this is the last time we see Daniel Jones as the starting quarterback of the Giants. They have enough other interesting players that I don't know. I kind of hope end up working out at some point. But then also it's just like this could be the last year we see Daniel Jones, and as part of the Giants, this could be the last year we see Saquon Barkley. I mean, you know, like I don't know. Like they're just they're such a weird team right now. And Brian Dable, while a great hire for the future, and hopefully as they continue to rebuild the entire team. I don't think it matters much for 2022. No, I, I agree. Dan, Daniel Jones is not interesting to me at all. I know people want to look at, you know, all the talent around him and, and, and just, you know, his rookie year where he was so good. Like guys, we're, we're too far from, from his rookie year for that to care for us to care about that anymore. It just, the guy has 21 touchdowns thrown in <laughs> 15 games. He also has 17 interceptions thrown in, sorry, 25 games in 25 games. That small sample size. I mean, across four years, that's a small sample size. I mean, how many games do they play in a year again? Um, Uh, A little less than 25. Yeah. So it's, it's not good. I mean, his, his passing, his yards per average, passing in the middle six is not good just 
nothing's working. It's time to move on. Like I la- we all laughed at the pick. AJ, you were on air with us during our draft special when he got picked, and we all just went, "Wait, what?" I mean, like we're <laughs> ACC fans. Like we knew better than this. Like not good. So not fun. a good. Not a good pick. So loved um, every minute of it. It's yeah, like, I was laughing. Thank you, Giants. <laughs> For continuing job. to make me want to laugh at you. Yeah, so, all right, let's move over here to the Eagles. And, you know, look, a lot of people are on, on Jalen Hurts this year, and I, I kind of agree with it. Um, you know, he, he it was kind of the prove-it year last year, but it almost feels like another prove-it year this year, right? Um, they gave him A.J. Brown. You know, can he take that next step forward and be, you know, a legit top you know, top five ish quarterback, or are we, you know, thinking maybe takes a step backwards and a little bit of fool's gold last year. I mean, the ceiling for Jalen Hurts is the quarterback one overall. That is very much within the range of outcomes, just because, like, well, first of all, like, you know, and I always like to point this out because even though it's one of the things, it's like, yeah, no dub, but, you know, it's important to remind yourself of how scoring works in fantasy football sometimes. In a lot of leagues, 25 points passing and 10 yards rushing equal the same amount of points. Yep. One. So, like, any time that you can <laughs> technically do less to get the same amount of points, that's a pretty good thing you have going for you. So, like, just on that alone, for fantasy, he'll be absolutely fine. But kind of blending the uh, the fantasy aspect and the real life aspect into it, I'm kind of hoping that this is the year we really see a step forward because, you know, and, and to somewhat of his defense, because it is a little bit difficult to come to his defense as a passer sometimes, outside of Devontae Smith and the reliability of the tight ends that he had there for, you know, actually even like half a season because he lost Ertz as time went yeah. along. Like, you look behind some of those guys, and like I'm sure, you know, like I, I will spare clowning the pick too much because I'm sure this is something that's come up routinely, but Jalen Rager, not great. So, you know, that's, you know, just, yeah, that's <laughs> not, not a good time. For that Still pick. very angry at we that draft. Like we did not like it. Yeah. Or he did very not. angry at that draft pick. So like it, it's it's not necessarily entirely his fault, but he finally has some really interesting weapons around him, or at least more interesting weapons than he had before. And I routinely like to point this out as well. Like he does have some difficulty in terms of reading the middle of the field sometimes. But what Jalen Hurts has always had going for him is his penchant for the ability to fit the ball down the sideline in those very tight windows. Like, that's a very difficult throw to teach any quarterback. But he already has that in his arsenal. The things that he needs to continue to get better at are things that you can coach up, things that you can develop a quarterback to be able to do, hopefully. Just Fingers crossed. the field a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But, like, that difficult yeah. of a throw, like, he's – routinely nailed that numerous times and aj brown (laughs) aj brown that's gonna be nice that's definitely gonna be nice yeah like having some guy like that who's just an absolute yak monster will definitely help because like even if it's yards after the catch or whatever those are still passing yards jalen hurts still gets credit for those points (laughs) like that's a very good thing he has going for him as well so like i'm optimistic for it but I do understand the perspective of some of the detractors. So it is a bit of a wait and see, but simply because he can run as well as he can, I'm here for it. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I was, uh, I was hoping to get him on the way back and Scott fish did not got sniped by a uh, local Washington post Des Beeler, um, and it'll take Stafford instead. So I was pretty mad about that. You know, I mean the, the rushing upside with him just, 
I, I know in Scott Fish, right, we're dealing with the completion percentage thing, but I, I do think it's going to increase this year, get better at least um, because yeah. of the addition to A.J. Brown. Um, but, you know, it, he, he, yeah, it, it is it is hard to kind of separate. Like, as you said, it is hard to separate sometimes, like the real-life quarterback. Like, I think a real-life quarterback, he's kind of not that great. <laughs> like, he's okay uh, but fantasy know. quarterback like he's awesome like we love him and you know and it because of his rushing ability i think you know you, you talked about how he could fit stuff down the sideline i just remember watching on red zone like it felt like three games in a row he would do this like weird thing where he would like scramble out to the right they were within like the 15 yard line he'd get stuck and instead of throwing it away he'd do like a pirouette and then just like chuck it into the front corner of the end zone and all the corners knew it was coming and they would yep. pick him off every time and as soon as he did it you were like as soon as he'd like go to the ball i just remember one you like the third week in a row he did it i went no and then it was picked <laughs> off immediately and i was like come on because of course i had her side of the league and i was so pissed so i'm just like he's gotta stop doing that kind of stupid stuff too yeah um yeah. So he's just got to be a smarter quarterback. He's got to he's got to learn the game a little more. It's back to your point. So um, anyway, AJ, if you, I know you probably want to give a couple of thoughts on on your eagle. Yeah, I I, so, I won't. I mean, you guys on. hit on a lot of the stuff that I would have, you know, been been dwelling on as well. Um, but the the big thing, you know, especially in the Philly area here, is listening to the sports radio. The there was a, a report that came out from Derek Gunn, who's one of the most, you know, very well respected, uh, you know, commentators or, and and sports analysts in the area. Uh, he's been around the Eagles and with the Eagles reporting for 25 years, uh, maybe longer. But he put something out about practice and, practice. you know, some practice that he looked terrible about. And there's, I mean, it's just like the new radio talk fodder of all of the, you know, reasons why we can continue to hate on Hertz. And I, I mean, it's just, it's such a mixed bag up here. It's, it's hilarious. There's, there's people that absolutely despise Hertz. There's people that absolutely love Hertz. And then there's like a handful of us that are in the middle, like, yeah, like we want the guy to do well. <laughs> so. Um, he played a lot of fantasy football, so we just want him to exactly fantasy football team. Exactly, that, that's who we're. That's who we are. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's uh, enough's been said about it. I think he'll have uh, a decent season. Um, you know, I, I think it's what the the team has done. The front office has really set themselves up to give him this year. Uh, you know, another full year. They've got him some weapons. They've helped build the defense. I mean, this offseason was dragging ass for Philly, but then it took off. And, you know, they, they had a nice draft. They, they got A.J. Brown. They got Hassan Reddick. Um, you know, they've got pieces in place to really do something, and it's going to come back to him. I mean, as long as he can play another level above what he was last year. I mean, they were playoff team last year. Yeah, they had a pretty easy second half of the season, and they start the year with a pretty easy stack of, of games too. Um, but I mean, I'm 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 excited. I'm optimistic uh, at, at what Hertz is going to show us this year, and and I don't put much stock into that report uh, from from Gun as, as 
awesome as a, a you know an analyst and reporter he is i mean whatever it, it, unless something else comes out that says yes it was multiple practices and this was the source that did this and that and whatever but it's it's still up in the air so moving on to the former philly um fan and and now feel like is very hated mr carson wentz how is he going to fare for the commanders this year in his return to the nfc east I don't. (laughs) Great question, man. Like I, I truly do not know. It's, it's such a weird offense. Like, so a lot of the reasons why I don't have a very good answer is because of a lot of the circumstances around him. Because like, look, taking the Carson Wentz being Carson Wentz part of it out of it, because that's automatically its own concern. Because it takes a special level of ability to sprain both of your ankles on the same play. But, like... Danny Dimes could do it. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Like, all of his starting receivers are under six feet tall. It's, it's, a, it's, a little, it's a little squadron of wide receivers running out there. I don't know how that's necessarily going to work. The really big target they have in Logan Thomas... I mean, like, I, you know, I live in the media market. I read on listen to some of the you know different coverage of the team i don't know how healthy he is that's kind of a pretty important part right. of this whole thing and then even when he turns around and you know hands the ball to a running back or something there's a huge blob of three of them that like i don't know how they're gonna divvy that up and you know foreshadowing we'll talk about that but like it's just, i don't yet understand how the offense will function necessarily so like i can't decide how he's going to do so what i'm conservatively approaching it with is this well, after he got healthy, you know, a little bit last year and until he just for some reason fell off a cliff at the very end, there was a good window where Carson Wentz was very, very good. That has also been true at times in the past in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. When he finds his health and he's doing his thing, he's pretty good. It's just a matter of how often he's healthy and how often he's, you know, got his head in the game. So, you know, it's the same risk that you're taking in any other stop he's been in his career. We've seen the upside, and we've also seen the absolutely horrendous, horrendous floor. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I think it, it'll be interesting to see what he does. I, I would love to be at the Eagles-Redskins game here in Philly just for the first 20 minutes, uh, you know, and then when he throws an interception or six. Um, I, I mean, I will say, without the season that he had uh, near MVP play, yeah. we would not have won the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I love Nick Foles, and I'm, I'm stoked that he was the guy to get us there, you know, and pull it out in the end. But Wentz was the one who paved the way for that season. And you know, I think a lot of people want to try to forget that, and you can't. I mean, we wouldn't have a Super Bowl if it wasn't for Carson Wentz. But after the Super Bowl, he sucked. So, F. Is that, okay, so <laughs> I know I know people want to look at last season's finish and say, oh, he was QB 15 in, in you know pretty standard leagues and things like that. Um, let's flip the script here a little bit and go by average – Right, so he's QB twenty, okay, in in per game average, okay. So you can throw away Nick Foles one game, you can throw away Jameis Winston seven, but still that's notable because he's going to be back on the field. 
Here's here's the one that gets me. He actually finished with less points per game than Daniel Jones. Does <laughs> Daniel Jones only play eleven? So I'm sorry, I'm out. Like there there is something to look at. Like okay, maybe he's got more weapons this year to throw to in than he did in Indy. Like last year was basically Pittman and, and Dust. Yeah. Um, this year he's got a little bit more, and like he does have a good rec- he does have good receiving backs. Um, you know, <laughs> I think a lot of us last year, right, uh, kind of went stop throwing the ball with Carson Wentz, Indy, and what the hell are you doing? Just hand it off to the best running back in the NFL, in Jonathan Taylor, uh, and and be done with it. And it worked after they finally started doing it. So yes, yeah, so a little bit too. Okay, maybe he gets a little bit of points back because of that, but he's still just not a good quarterback in my opinion. So. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm I'm not really in on him. Uh, I actually had a guy in my Scott Fish League who uh, local homeboy wanted to took took Wentz and McLaurin. Uh, he took Wentz as his, I think QB three, but I was still like, nah, I'm out. <laughs> like he took him way early. It was like QB seventeen or something like that. I was like, Ooh. no, no, what, what? Everybody was like, have fun, dude. Um, so can't get down with that. <laughs> nah. So, all right, let's jump over here to the running backs, Herms and, uh, ripping through the ADP real quick. Saquon Barkley at 11, Zeke at 15, Gibson at 19, Sanders at 27, Pollard at 32, Kenneth Gainwell at 50, McKissick at 51, Brian Robinson Jr. at 60, the rookie, Matt Breida, 72, and Boston Scott at 76. AJ, get the Cowboys. <laughs> I mean, is this finally the year that Tony Pollard can overtake Zeke as RB1 in Dallas? Probably not without injury, just because the influence that Jerry Jones has on the team and how much he just loves Ezekiel Elliott and how much money he's still being paid this year, at least. Because if I remember correctly, it'll still be like a little pricey, but they're easier. Backtrack. They're more capable of moving on at like before the 2023 season financially than they are now. So like he has at least this year to be able to, you know, prove it like, Hey, you know, still keep paying me this money guys. If it doesn't work out, then, you know, it's definitely the Pollard show in 2023, but I will say based off of some of the stuff that I've been reading, cause and, and I'll tell you what, if you're not subscribed to the athletic, really good football coverage, they got over there. Very good website. Uh, Pollard's been running some routes in the slot, getting him integrated a little bit more as a receiver, which is interesting to consider about the fact, you know, we briefly mentioned his name earlier, Michael Gallup still, you know, coming off of an ACL that, you know, it was pretty late in the season. So who knows? They could supplement that with Jalen Tolbert. They could supplement that, you know, this, that, the other, but if they're going to let Tony Pollard do it, I mean, you know, and also he's seen his touches increase every year. He seems mm-hmm. to be very effective in this offense and they seem to like him a lot. So even if he doesn't overtake Zeke this year, which, you know, again, unless he gets hurt, I don't think it quite happens, but he could still be very relevant. And I am interested in taking Tony Pollard in that premium handcuff range, you know, mm-hmm. just, you know, kind of like he's always been for a little bit, but he's like slightly higher than I think he remember even he was last year, you know, but like, I'm here for it, man. I'm really here for it, especially if they commit to getting him involved in the receiving game in more creative ways. Sure. Why not? Yeah. It's so tough with him though, man. Like even that, even in that premium handcuff range, because you are having to draft him with a fairly 
premium draft price for that. Like yeah. 130 rushing attempts isn't great. Uh, although he turned it into 718 yards last year. So like, that's awesome. But only two touchdowns. He caught 39 passes for 37 yards. But like, I mean, it was okay, but like on a week to week basis, it wasn't enough. Like he just doesn't do enough. And, and to your point earlier, like you know, you look at the 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 rushing share. I mean, Zeke, even though he struggled and kind of looked like poop a few times, if I'm gonna be you know family friendly here, Zeke still saw 50 percent of the rushing share to where Pollard only saw 27 and a half, which means there was still another 25 percent just about that went somewhere else. Zeke's still seeing a, a at this point in, in at this day and age of football, that's a very, very healthy rushing share. And still kinda you know, lock down RB one for the team at least, right? Especially because, so. like, dude, like, even if they do divvy it up a little bit more, look at where Zeke's getting a lot of those touches. He's getting those money touches, baby. He's getting that stuff in close, my guy, where the touchdown just scored. Are you in my head? <laughs> that's exactly where I was going to go. He was getting all the red zone, man. That That's what it is. Um, yeah, he, he saw a lot, a lot of work inside the red zone. Ten touchdowns inside the red zone to where um, Pollard saw one touchdown in the red zone. <laughs> So there you go. That's where the value is. Yeah. That's where Zeke. I mean, this offense is going to be good enough to get close, and then they're just going to go, Zeke, have fun. I mean, like yeah. you said, Jones wants Zeke to earn his money, so there you go. But moving over here to uh, he the Giants and Saquon Barkley. Um, I, dude, I, I, don't, I don't know. Again, we don't know what to think <laughs> with this Giants offense in general, but Saquon is such a talent, man. He came out and he was phenomenal, right? Um <laughs> Just, you know, do we think Saquon's going to be able to return back to being Saquon or at least like 85% of Saquon? Or have the injuries just taken too much of a toll? I mean, I don't think anybody's really truly worried about the guys behind him like taking over. But I'll be honest, like, there were times last year where Gallman legit looked better when he was on the field. I remember, like, a couple times, you know, watching TV and being like, they would hand the Giants would hand the ball off. And I'm like, oh, Saquon, oh, that was Gallman. <laughs> like, he looked good. Oh, that was Gallman. Yeah, so, like, I, I don't know what to do anymore. I give up. <laughs> I'm like, with you, honest, like, because especially, you know, and I talk about, this sometimes depending on the player that comes up just because like there's there's a there's a subset of players that we will just continue to pick at and pick at and pick at because once upon a time we saw something good and even though there's been a bunch of evidence after that of them like showing us hey you probably shouldn't count on me ever getting back to that form we just keep going for it. We keep going yeah. for it. And Saquon Barkley's oh. rookie year was just inc- – exactly. Like, his rookie year was incredible. But in fairness to, you know, the case against, I guess – I don't know. That was a weird way of saying that. Anyway, a lot of that came on check down master Eli Manning. <laughs> he has not seen a lot of that type – like, that insane volume of targets since that first year. Like, you know – that me – frightened that I drafted Najee Harris and Scott Fish as my RB1. Now, so let me tell you. Okay. <laughs> what? 
I will I will hype up Najee Harris to the moon forever, and that's a whole other conversation. You, made, right, a, you right, made a great right. pick. That we was fantastic. Fair. Yes, <laughs> but at least as far as Saquon goes, like there's just in terms of the way that the offense has trended going away from like and obviously it's been years now Eli Manning hasn't been to the team in years like losing that and adding in the fixture of Daniel Jones just being the whole time like it's not great man it's just not great and I know that like the the injuries are not necessarily connected per se but like they've happened it's kept him out and I tried this past year I really did I really did and there were certain stretches where he was okay but even at best it was like well yeah better hope he gets to 60 yards and if he falls in the end zone you feel great about it <laughs> like i'm i'm not gonna do it anymore uh, i'm with you man i'm with you i'll wait till he signs somewhere else if he goes to a better situation where it's just like hey man sorry you had to spend all that time there why don't you just share with this guy we'll still give you a lot of work but we'll give you an offensive line to run in front of if he leaves and signs a contract elsewhere for a couple of years Talk to me again about Saquon Barkley when he's not on the Giants, but I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he'll be 26 next season. He's 25 now. And because of injuries, he hasn't actually had a ton of work. Like, so he's still fresh legs, but, like, you do worry. Like, I know you're saying the injuries, like, aren't all connected, but, like, I think eventually, like, they all start adding up. Your whole body just hurts. <laughs> you just aren't as fast and powerful as you once were. So, I mean, he's had some pretty rough injuries, and those ankles, you know, like, his ankles have, like, kept him out for weeks, man. And when he mm-hmm. came in, he just wasn't the same. So, I don't know, man. Like, I- I'm with you. This year, I'm out. I, I don't want anything to do with this Giants offense, uh, especially where Saquon's still going. I'm just kind of like, wait, what are we doing again? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> why? That makes no sense to me. Um, the hip I bone's mean, connected to the Saquon broke it bone. So, I mean, it's, <laughs> it is actually all connected. Um, them bones, them bones. Exactly. So yeah, I, I'm out on Saquon this year. I mean, until he shows me some semblance of somebody who can actually run well again. Um, and, and I honestly, I would like to see it because, He's awesome. You know, he, he he's awesome. He's he's a talented dude. Uh, you know, he's got a lot of natural ability to be good and it's just a case of injuries coming in and just really sidelining your career, you know, literally. So, um it, it sucks to see it, you know, for good players, but when they're on the Giants, I'm I'm usually okay with it. Um so I'll leave it at that. But uh, the last thing I'll say is that, you know, Ricky Williams had fresh legs. Um, Marshawn Lynch had fresh legs because of, well, we know what it was because of uh, yeah. the Chiba. <laughs> and uh, Chiba and Dreads, they go hand in hand with fresh legs. But, again, two guys that just did did what they wanted to do, and they're like, yeah, fuck it, we're good. We know we're good. We'll play if we want to play. Receivers. Let's talk receivers. The wide ones. All are right. Still on. Uh, Just kidding. Still got yes, yeah, we you, are. You pulled a me last week. We are. <laughs> uh, got him. What are your expectations <laughs> for the receivers that are in the Philly backfield, a.k.a. the ones that run? Oh, man, I don't know. I, 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 honestly, I'm going to defer to your answer probably just because, like, like I, it was so weird, the shift that happened 
in the offense last year where it's just like for a decent part of the year, it's just like, oh, gosh, these guys aren't getting any work. And then the switch flipped and it's like, oh, wow, they're running like just bonkers. It's it's, the the only thing I even have to contribute to this that may even be worthwhile for people to consider is the fact that Miles Sanders just didn't score. And theoretically, just based off of how regression to the mean works, he will hopefully (laughs) this year. (laughs) Yes. That's all I got. I don't know. I really don't touchdowns. know. I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, as long as they decide not to re-sign Jordan Howard, which who knows, they just seem to like to do that in week four every year. Um, <laughs> no, let him go, um, please. So, yeah. Uh, hey, what's going on, man? Uh, what up? Appreciate you tuning in. Love it. Oh, yeah. Um, go go Raiders. I, 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 I'm a semi-fan of them. My dad always liked the Oakland Raiders, and uh, you know, I got a, I got a friend who's a big Las Vegas Raiders fan now. So, uh, But yeah, back to Philly. Uh, yeah, I, I feel you. Sanders, you know, he's got to score a few more. Like, there's just no way he goes zero again, right? Like, that's, that's just insanity. Very um, unlikely. Yeah. But it, it's just it's just the split workload. Like they weren't, they never like favored one guy until Howard came in. And then it was kind of like, Oh yeah, we're just going to hand the, hey, guy the ball to this guy. A bunch welcome back. Like, Here you go. He's old and slow. <laughs> Take Let's it in the ball. What? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Sanders was incredible in, in 2020, like in, on a per touch basis, you know? And then like last year it was just, I know he was kind of banged up here and there, but they just kind of stopped using him. It, it, it just, nothing made sense with this Eagles offense last year. Um, well, and the, know, the big thing with that is that in the beginning of the year, uh, Sirianni, the coach, was calling the plays. And then out of nowhere, everyone's screaming for them to run the ball. They finally started running the ball. Comes out this year that he wasn't even calling the plays. <laughs> He handed it off to somebody, and they started running the ball. So well, I, guess I don't know really where that all like came super... down from. If it was from upper management, Jeff Laurie, <laughs> this, this is good. Whatever, Skippers. welcome back, man. No, <laughs> I remember, no, you, remember you Stop. from Monday's show, man. That's awesome. No, well, <laughs> did Morris, no. <laughs> Well, would, just, that the, would that give him the? Would that give him the the you know the golden sombrero <laughs> of playing for every team in this division? That'd be then? awesome. Oh, uh-huh. there's that. Did, did yeah, play, there you go. That he, did he play with the Giants? Yeah, very briefly. Yeah, but yeah, I think he did. Yeah, he, here's the no, thing though. Like, if you look at red zone that. touchdowns, <laughs> um, Jalen Hurts has nine. Boston Scott even had seven last season. Like, how yeah. crazy is yeah. that? Gainwell had four. Jordan Howard had three. Like, how is he the least of that? Like, even though he only played half the season with them. But, again, like Sanders, Sanders zero, got like he just he had four yards in the red zone. I, this is inside the 10, by the way. So, inside the 20, if I bump it up a little bit, Sanders still only had 27 rushing yards. He just wasn't it's used inside the 20. It just yeah. it makes no sense. That has to change. He's, a decoy. He's just a far superior talent than the rest of these guys, but they haven't seen it that way so far. So I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah. just insanity. Again, Hearns, I'm with you, man. I, I don't know what to expect here, but another backfield I think we're going to kind of say the same thing with is this Washington Commanders off the backfield. We're talking Gibson, rookie Brian Robinson. They brought back 
J.D. McKissick, which was a shocker. You know, they brought back McKissick, and then they're like, oh, well, they're good in the draft. Well, they tried to Brian Robinson, who I always thought was a little underrated coming out of Bama, but they seem to agree. So maybe I was totally wrong because, you know, the commanders can't draft. So um, not at least offense. I, I, I don't know what to think with this offense. Like, you know, it, it's now, you know, again, Gibson's kind of trending the way Sanders has been trending. Like he's just underutilized. His per touch average is phenomenal, but just not utilized enough in my opinion. But with this backfield, do we see him getting enough to, you know, be worth a, a better pick than where he's going, which he's already going. I mean, RB19, that might be too high. I mean, so I wrote about this over on fantasypros.com a, a long time ago at this point. Wow, time is really flying by. I just realized I think that article came out in April. It's July. What happened? Oh anyway, yeah. Like, I was tasked with picking my running back, so I'm avoiding this year. And Gibson found his way as the, the first guy I wrote about because, like, the team's offensive, like, red zone rushing success they were not very good at finding ways to punch it in like the o-line well and then again, you know i mean joe you, you get it you know basically since you know the days of <laughs> chris samuels and whatnot it that o-line has always been horrible <laughs> it's only like it's been a and basically i'm not a fan my, anymore i don't to talk about it. i don't care <laughs> <laughs> it's so just trying to get me. back in, man. <laughs> but like, it's just it's not here all, for that. Yeah, it's always been, it's always been bad. It's always been a pain in the ass. And like, you know, the push to bring back McKissick and match that deal that he got from Buffalo was like, especially because. So we all love to look at Antonio Gibson's prospect profile and say, well, he was a you know he played running back in JUCO, but when he was at Memphis. You know, he was a wide receiver. He has a right. lot of these pass-catching skills, but as long as McKissick is there to be a thorn in his side, it caps his upside. Now, he did make some ground on McKissick in terms of the share of the targets out of the backfield last year, yes. but he's back, damn it. And for as much as we like Antonio Gibson and cling to the one quote from, you know, almost three years ago now of Ron Rivera being like, ah, it kind of reminds me of a Christian McCaffrey. Like they went ahead and invested in another running back in the third round, the same level of draft capital so they gave him to Gibson. about coach quotes. What do you think about the one where he said, Oh, now we want to use Gibson and Robinson as we did. Um, the other, the other two from Carolina when he was there, um, I'm Stuart D'Angelo Williams. Stuart yeah. Williams, I mean, thank you. Like, what does that leave McKissick? Like, why do you bring it back? Like the, the quote makes no sense. I don't know. I, it's <laughs> it's so frustrating, and because of all of that, and everything baked, it, like just pouring these ingredients into the cauldron, stirring it up, and taking a sip. All it tells me is, mm, I'll just take Brian Robinson because he goes much later. That's what it tastes like to me. I'm just not even going to worry about Gibson at cost, just because like until yeah. he gets like a little bit. Yes, and Curtis Sip. Like, oh, hey, look, I mean, yeah, he, he'll do some end arounds for sure. It's, it's his it familiarity with Panthers coaching staff. Yeah, and, like, yeah, I get it, man. Yeah, it, it's 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 weird. I mean, and, and you know, you talked about how like Gibson took back a little bit of that you know, target share, it really wasn't until McKissick got hurt. And that's when mm-hmm. Gibson finally <laughs> got all the work. Yeah. It was kind of like two, 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 three, two, like three, JD. two, zero. JD. Hurt. Oh, then he's like a seven. Where's, it was like, oh, Gibson. 
<laughs> oh, hey, by the way, this guy can catch some passes. Maybe we don't need McKissick. Oh, but wait, he's going to leave us? Oh, no, let's resign him. Oh, we can't have that. Oh, <laughs> that doesn't make not. any sense. <laughs> what a this flow. Is, this is why Washington <laughs> Commanders fans cannot have nice things because we do things like take on horrible Wentz contracts and re-sign McKissick, who is really not needed. <laughs> sorry. Not only did the Eagles get out of that Albatross contract and get, I believe it turned into a first round pick. It was probably a really good pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause at that point, his then value was still really high. It was like, Oh yeah, they well, still good. ended up be, right. You know, or should have been watching Wentz go back with his, his old QB coach and have some okay games, but then really Wentz the bed at the end of the season, missing the playoffs for the Colts. And, uh, Everybody in Philly laughed. Um, then, then they find out that he's coming back to the division for what? What did you guys give him? Like a fourth round pick? I think not even. I no, think I it was a third. The, 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 yeah. point, the point is, is that it's like the the Commanders are paying good like job. a high percentage of his salary still, which yeah. is like, oh yeah, it was awful to begin with. Terrible. And the fact that the Commanders want to pay that, it's like yeah. who? Like guys. They suck. They always Just do this. It's, but it's peak levels of Philly uh, Schadenfreude, though. That's that's really what matters, you know. Oh, yeah. Like I'm I'm happy I'm happy for Philly fans to be able to have that going for them. Oh yes, <laughs> I'm not. It will be it will be <laughs> delicious. I'm not. Despite I Gibson not rooting for the Commanders anymore i still don't want dallas to do well i still well anybody like i just don't want this division to do well and it's worked for the last three years so it's fine <laughs> but anyway yeah let's let's pretty, finish out pretty uh, terrible. Or let's move on to receivers here and start ripping through this man all right the the last thing i will say about gibson he is basically the uh love child of saquon and miles sanders in the fact that both of them were penn staters and you know had a lot of success early but Gibson's just injury. Like he hasn't gotten back to anything. So turf toe in the ankles, baby. Just, woo, that's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. All right. So receivers, um, ADP again, we got CD lamb at wide receiver seven. We got AJ Brown at wide receiver nine. Salsa Jag McLaurin is at 14. Devonta Smith is at 35. Kadarius Tony at 50. Suck it. Keith. Uh, Michael Gallup is 52. Shut up. He's listening. He's always listening. <laughs> Kenny Galladay, 56. Suck at Keith. Uh, Dotson is at 59. You got Jalen Tolbert, who we've mentioned here, at 67. And Curtis Samuel at 72. Joe. All right. So starting off with the Cowboys. Um Look, you know, what do we think about C.D. Lamb this year? No Amari, no no Wilson, as we mentioned before. So they're they're still going to have Schultz. You know, they're at least going to franchise him. I think, or unless he just decides to like not play for some dumb reason off of his contract. But after that, man, the receiving core, as we kind of said, is is pretty grim, especially until Gallup can come back, right? Um, so do we think? Lamb can actually return his, you know, wide receiver one draft stock. Or are you kind of like fading that at this point? 
So the reason I planted the seed of the whole Dak hesitation thing because of the injury earlier is because it now blossoms into the I have faith in CeeDee Lamb thing now. We saw last year a lot of the time where, like, because he was still a little hesitant, you know, moving around in the pocket, it would just be like, oh, here, oh, go, oh. And there would just be, like, weird off-target throws to CD where it's just like, how was he supposed to catch that, man? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, a lot of and it's it's fair to point out just looking at the box score there are certain games where cd lamb had just like wow he really only caught like half of those balls but you know when you watch it more often than not it was just dak getting spooked and being like oh and that's not cd lamb's fault he is immensely talented he is so immensely i'm a huge fan of his huge supporter of his his body control just going through the air and like locating the ball it is incredible i adore cd lamb i'm glad i mentioned what i said earlier because like i said it ties in perfectly as dak continues to get more confident the quality of those targets will continue to improve i am absolutely here for cd lamb and then also just if anybody follows me on twitter i am i'm the conductor of the uh, me and my buddy wyatt uh, we are the conductors of the Jalen Tolbert hype train. It's you know, there's still a lot of room, plenty of time to join. It, we're starting to fill up seats a little bit more, you know. So you know, get your tickets, you know, early before the price goes up. But you know, just throwing that out there. We do love him, great guy. But uh, yeah, CD Lamb, like, because his catchable target rate was not as high as it would ideally be expected. You know, coming from Dak Prescott's arm, it'll be better. I like him a lot. I'm I'm a big fan. I don't have much else to say. I don't know. Anything. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I hate Dallas, but he's he's awesome. Yeah, he, he's, um, yeah he's the he's, he's the guy hard, in that offense that I really want. Yeah, sure. hard hard not to like. So, bringing it back to the Eagles, I mean, there's a s ton to unpack here uh, with the receiving core. Obviously, we've got trying to figure out what the the move to Philly does for AJ Brown. His ADP is still pretty damn high, but do we know if that's worth it? Um, can Devonta Smith still be good for fantasy with Brown there in the mix? Uh, I mean, any big thoughts on either of these two guys? Yeah, I, I adore AJ Brown. So I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I adore AJ Brown. I think he's fabulous. Very, very uh, fun guy to watch out there on the football field, but. I mean, I don't know. Like, when it comes to, like, new faces and new places, I kind of just wait for, like, beat reporters to tell me, like, how the connection's going. So, like, I'll I'll put a a pin in that one until, you know, training camp starts and I get to read a little bit more. But, like, Devontae Smith quietly put together an incredibly solid rookie season, and I don't think it gets talked about enough. Like, Mm -hmm. he was really able to take advantage of the opportunities that he had and put up very steady numbers. It can only get better in the second year, theoretically, and I think a healthy amount of competition in the wide receiver room is only going to be beneficial because as long as he has more eyes and attention taken off of him, I think that will improve the quality of opportunities he sees on a per-target basis. So, you know, it goes back to everything we were saying about Hurts before. It depends on how far he continues to progress, but theoretically, like... I would rather have two good receivers functioning in an offense than one really good one and then a steaming turd everywhere else. So, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. AJ Brown at cost I don't love, but Devontae Smith, that, that's some value, baby. That's yeah. some value. Just snagging yeah. him, it's got fish, so I'm happy. I, I, 
I, I'm a little scared, but like, you know, wide receiver three, I, I was okay with it. You know, you look at these two offenses from last season, and, and I know things are going to change, personnel has changed, but Titans went from 535 passing attempts, and of course a lot of that was because Derrick Henry wasn't there, so they were dumping the ball off a lot more, too, uh, to the Eagles had 494. I, I kind of... <clears throat> think the titans will stay around the same to be honest yeah. I, and i think the eagles will jump up you know i think they're just going to force the pass a lot more because it as we've said they've got the weapons so I, yeah aj brown's a little expensive for me uh but i mean he made it work in tennessee with a low passing offense so could he make it work in philly as well absolutely i just I just don't know if Hertz is going to be, you know, as efficient as Tannehill was. Like that, you know, that's the thing that really struggles. You know, that, that makes me think that that he could struggle, right? So, um, and then and then that kind of drops into, you know, Devonta Smith will kind of like, you know, the waterfall effect will snowball effect or whatever you want to call it will struggle equally on the other side of it, or maybe just coverage enough open up enough for him that he won't be the number one and get doubled and all that kind of crap. So, so maybe he will be like this super value, but um, I don't know. AJ, I mean like what you're in the Philly area. Like what have you been hearing up there? I mean, a lot of the, the stuff that I've, you know, heard not necessarily lately, but, but early on when this trade happened and, and, you know, he was on his way here was just the rapport that, that, Brown and Hertz already have. They're like neighbors. They're they're good friends. You know they're uh, they're already throwing the ball back and forth. Like you know we would at, at you know one of our houses or something on a random summer party or some shit. So it's it's different because they have that now, and and I think that that's going to help on the field because they have a chemistry in general, it's going to be different on the field because it's obviously a much more competitive uh, arena. Um, but I think it's going to help Smith even more because the defenses are going to have to key in on Brown. I mean, you, you can't just leave him in single coverage. Um, he's going to hurt you with hurts. So, um, Exactly. You will get Hurts. Hurts the Brown. Um, but I, I think with Smith, you know, Herms, you said it, he, he put together a really, really nice kind of under-the-radar rookie season. Um, and I, I think he's only got room to grow mm-hmm. along with Hurts. And now having somebody that Hurts knows is comfortable with and, and – that's only going to add to it. Um, you know, it's it's another year with the guys that were already there, and then you bring in Brown, and you're like, okay. I mean, a, a lot of people talked about it, and he, including myself, talked about, you know, the fact that we could have had DK Metcalf um, instead of freaking Ortega Whiteside. <laughs> um, I another draft pick I'm yeah there's been a lot a lot of a lot of goofs in the in the draft for the those he who shall not be named 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jefferson, maybe, instead of uh, somebody shall not be named. Hmm. Uh, anyway. He's already been named. <laughs> already talked about it. Yeah, I know. I was trying not Stop to do it. bringing but... it up. All right. Well, let's move over here to Washington. And, you know, we've got Terry McLaurin. Like, he was like a third-round pick last year. Um, and that was with Fitzpatrick. And, and I get it, you know, the gunslinger mentality, so that kind of raises value. But, you know, he didn't really return the value. That was because Fitz got hurt early on and, you know, so on and so forth. You know, the season was what it was for him. You know, he was still a very talented receiver, just didn't really pan out for fantasy. Look, as we said earlier, like, he's still – this is arguably the best quarterback that Terry McLaurin has had, Carson Wentz. I know we all want to shit on him, but Carson is. Wentz is still a very solid NFL quarterback. Now he looks he's like going, what, fifth, sixth round? I mean, well, what's it? Why is he were 14 ended up being, you know, some, some crazy. I forget. I don't know what it is. Like, I know, I know, in like best ball and Scott Fish, he's going really late. Yeah, um, he was 24. Yeah, but. So I mean his his value is dropped. I mean, is, does that sound about right for you, or do you think that's like screaming value? I mean, it's, oh, it's, it, I the one easiest way to just absolutely bypass the massive shield I've built in my heart to get to that little soft spot that I talked about earlier is to talk about Terry McLaurin. That's the easiest way to get to it because I'm, I'm, and play, and you know, man. We love that guy around here. We just do. He's, he's good, so man. cool. He, and look, he's he so proved good. me wrong. I was not all about him, but man, he has proved me wrong. Yeah, it's like he's just he's become such a regional favorite, and like we just so I I have to just put that out there immediately because it's like there's a part of me that's just like there's a warm glow in my heart for Terry McLaurin, but like man, it's it's going to be it's going to be weird, but. If we're to take anything away from the connection that and, and, and how relevant this is, I don't know. But Wentz was able to support very, very good production with Michael Pittman last year. Yeah, I mean, at the very least. Yeah, so that's like, you know, there's, there's yeah. sounds about right. Yeah. So like, you know, cool. <laughs> but like, and pretty much a heavy run offense too. We yeah, the Commanders will not be a heavy. I keep trying to say, I, hate, I keep saying we. I hate myself. I hate myself. And, and, well, you know, um, it's hard, hard to break those habits. It, it is. It is. Come on, that's, that has been a thirty-five year habit. It's been the last five years that I've been like, f them. So it, it's, it's a hard habit to break still. But uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been a, it, you know, it will be a much more pass-heavy offense than, you know, than what Pivot was in. So maybe. <laughs> He could be good, man. Like he really could be. Like especially because it's like you don't, you don't ink him to a deal. And even though he didn't really play all last year because of injuries, like you don't sign Curtis Samuel to that money. You don't draft Jahan Dotson. You know, you don't do all of these things to say, hey, let's just pound the pavement and run the ball all the time. It, that's you know, like it's one of those situations where you know you read what the front office is telling. You. Right. They lay out the tea leaves, and it's for us to be like. Oh, they're investing a lot in these receivers. I guess they're going to do that. That's they're telling us that's what they're going to do. <laughs> so, like, yeah, man. Like, I'm I'm really excited about both McLaurin and probably a little bit more so just at cost 
Jahan Dotson just because like especially because like you know like I'm not super into the metric stuff per se in terms of like the application of it translating to the pro level is difficult but like that college dominator rating man like I mean Dotson little guy but man he can really go up there and get it man like I'll tell you what that guy He's pretty good. <laughs> I hated the pick only because I still think there were more talented receivers on the board, but I always thought Dotson was a little underrated when it came to the draft. Same thing with Ryan Robinson. It was like, it's like, do they have a camera? Like they took the two guys that I was sitting here, like offensively, <laughs> like were super underrated when you read any draft college guide, right? Yeah. NFL draft guide. And it was kind of like, how in the hell did they actually get both of them? But they, but the problem is they reached for them. It's like, go get your guy, right? But I think you might have reached. There were there were better players available. Um, yeah, that that's the problem I have with it. I, I look, I like Dotson. My wife's a big Penn State fan, so uh, I watch a lot of Penn State games. And, and I mean, it's just like, man, it just felt like every play I happened to look over, they were just like chucking it down the field. And Dotson, little guy, right, just kept going up and getting the ball, and he was like. <laughs> How? How the yeah, hell right? is he doing it? This dude's amazing. He's going to be talented. The thing that Brian Robinson, it's like, you know, just bowling over people. Like, dude's a monster. Like, I'm sorry, he only had one year of productivity in Alabama, but it's Alabama. That's kind of all you get sometimes. You know, like, hey, it's your turn to be a senior. <laughs> now you get it. You know, like, that's usually how it works there, especially at running back. So, yeah, I, I like Dotson. I, I and and I like I think his value is a little low. Like I, I wanted I wanted Waddle or sorry Waddle. I'm looking at Waddle. I'm looking at my rankings. I wanted McLaurin, um, but he he got drafted, of course, by the the guy I was saying took uh, took ones. You know the the big Commanders fan. He yeah. he drafted <laughs> he drafted with his heart. He'll lose. Um, never do that, guys. Never. Sorry, sorry. It might work out like once every ten years, but it ain't gonna work out. I did it. I'm gonna win. <laughs> we'll move on. You want, you want yes, to the last yes. One? Let's. Um, Giants. This might be quick. <laughs> Is there anyone worth drafting from this receiving core? Or one? Oh, what? Herms, cut off your cut off your uh, video. Oh no! Oh well. So, so whenever I do the stop cam thing, it normally cuts to a picture of a sign that says no. It was uh, going to be such uh, a good. <laughs> It was, nice. Oh, it's such a good bit. Ever. Oh, oh, I wish. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that's our settings. I think we have it set on our stream yard to not allow. Well, yeah. We say whoever's not here, you don't have to show the, the I don't I know gotcha. about the avatar. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it, a little little bit of a, you know, let, but no. <laughs> Just, no. There you that's, go. Oh, Do it. Yeah. Mike, get out. There you go. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, now I got to kick it out because Mike. The fun out. gag. It's that's just, why it's we had to do it because Mike's in the background pushing all the buttons. Yeah. <laughs> but just, we did. I, I, I talked about this on uh, the latest episode of my podcast uh, yesterday. It came out today. Woo. Yeah, the lateral show. Yeah, check it out. Uh, Apple, Spotify. Ugh, plug. Um, <laughs> the only. I'm. I will think about Canarius Tony simply because it's like they could probably, I mean, the table offense, I mean, like we saw, you know, in Buffalo, some short area stuff from, you know, guys like Cole Beasley and stuff for a long time. And he kind of has that, you know, sneaky little guy, zoomy ability to, you know, create and do his own thing. 
worth a shot sure i guess if we're talking just like super super late but like kenny galladay doesn't exist to me anymore sterling Shepard, if he was ever healthy is usually pretty reliable but he's like never healthy and frankly i can't name anyone else so yeah no i mean those are the three Uh, i'm not interested i mean tony maybe i i still don't know why like if he falls far enough, like I'm probably gonna snag a Galladay here and there. Oh, I forgot about Wandale Robinson. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, no. like, five like, foot seven. Somebody. <laughs> like, oh, no, somebody. you did not forget about him. You just decided not to talk about him. <sighs> Block it up. <laughs> Block All it right, up. well, let's, let's call. Uh, we, well, we could like, say Isaiah Ford, former Hokie. Let's just finish I'll it with you. Suck at Keith and uh, move on yes. to tight ends. How about that? So, ADPs for tight end: Dalton Schultz, seven. Dallas Goddard at 8. And then we got all the way at 25. Logan Thomas, go Hokies. Ricky Seals-Jones at 34. Um, we're only going to talk about two teams because those last two, like, they're shots in the dark. So we'll talk about those first two. AJ, you got the got the lead here. All right. Dalton Schultz. Uh, he saw 104 targets last year, and he's – being drafted as a top five tight end in, in some cases, but are you buying into that? 100%. I have him as my tight end four in my rankings. Like it, with, so I kind of mentioned it briefly. Well, we've all kind of danced around it a little bit. The Michael Gallup size elephant in the room is interesting because, you know, and I, and I'm not even just going to cite one specific uh, person just because like shout out the medical community in all of the Twitter sphere in fantasy football. They all do such a fabulous job. You can, if you want to Google it, you know, wide receiver ACL, tons of great articles out there, tons of them. And they're the one common thread through all of them is that like the first year back production just isn't there because of what you ask your body to do as a receiver to be able to make certain cuts and do certain stuff that ligament in your knee is kind of a really important thing to have so yes, maybe like that maybe a little bit so like that mixed with the fact that Gallup got hurt so late in the year yeah. even if he does come back he doesn't really come back to form because those are two different things because of all of that, it's a part of why I'm a little optimistic about Jalen Tolbert, like I mentioned earlier. It's part of why I'm a little optimistic about Tony Pollard, but this is the slow burn. The biggest beneficiary of the entire thing is Dalton Schultz. There is absolutely a path for him to reach those triple-digit targets again. I do not see what's stopping him. And despite being – like, he's not, like, one of those, like, monster cyborg-sized tight ends that's out there at, like – you know, seven foot four, the absolutely mossing people constantly. Six like he's five, by the way, though. No, I mean I know, but it just didn't, like six when five, like two fifty. But like, when like but like but like when you dude. when you put your eyeballs on him on the screen, he doesn't look like one of right, those. Guys. Like yeah, it's yeah. a very unsuspecting kind of like that's more of my point. Like he does not like to the eyeball test like look like one of those guys, but he is one of those guys, and he proved it already. He's proved it. Like the circumstance is just, it's all there for him. I, yeah. I don't see what's stopping him, aside from the contract thing. But they'll probably work that out, right? Well, no, they're already saying. Like I, I read a report today, they're not. They're pretty much not gonna. Um, they're they're not gonna reach a, an agreement. But uh, I mean, he's franchise, so he'll play. Yeah. He'd be dumb not to play on a franchise tag. Um, but yeah, I, look, I, I like him above his ADP. I have him at six. I just think like if Waller and Kittle can stay healthy, like. 
I mean, of course, that's a big if, right? But if they can stay healthy, like they are much, they are much better tight ends, in my opinion. Um, I, I I like Schultz. I just worry, like you know, 104 targets for a tight end any year is high. Could it get to like 80 to 90 again, which would be phenomenal? Great, but also eight touchdowns. So like, there is a little regression coming like each way. So Possibly, like that's yeah. that that's where that's where my worry comes and where I leave him at like the six seven spot. Um, more you know, I, I flip flop between him and Hawkinson in my mind because Hawkinson, you know, you worry about all the and we're gonna get to this next week on the NFC North. Uh, but you know, you worry about all the now new mouths to feed in that offense and of course you know last year all the injuries. But those are the two that I kind of like trade with at the six seven. Um, I think my top four or five is is pretty locked in, um, yeah. with Kelsey Andrews, Pitts, Kittle, Waller. I'm just hoping Waller stays healthy because I still think please. he's a monster. Oh, I loved Aaron Waller so much. Yeah, I did. Oh, I still think he's a monster, and even with Adams there, I still think he's going to get such a high target share. I just don't see it happening. I don't see it going away. But let's move over to the other tight end in this division that we all care about for drafting, at least, and that is Dallas Goddard on the Eagles. And, you know, of course, we saw his target share increase with the trade of Zach Ertz last year. Um, but now with A.G. Brown in town, didn't mean to rhyme, but it happened. Should we temper expectations of him being a top eight tight end or drop him into the top 12-ish range? Well, I mean, we do have to be concerned about tight end J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. I mean, you know, that could that could cut in. You know? <laughs> could. The, the one game that he's going to not be a blocking receiver, does, does, he might get a target. And it will probably be by accident. Like- is he? Can he catch passes? Unlike Jalen no. Rager, no. <laughs> I, just, I, I had I had to do it. I had to. Do it. I know, but I know. I yeah. But at least I as far as into it, failed miserably. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> so I, I I felt too bad immediately. Like I I said it and I felt horrible. No, do not do not feel bad. But you've got an Eagles fan I don't right feel here bad who I about love it. to make so. fun of all the time. So we're good. We're good. Yeah, yes. dude. But come like, on. If the Commanders were still a team that we cared about, we would be ripping. Oh, for sure. He goes left and right. Yeah. But, like, honestly, like, and this is not the first time it's even come up in this show when it's, you know, turned around to Harm's turn. Uh, I'm the type of dude where it's like, if I don't have a good answer, I will not pretend that I have a good answer. You know, like, I know what I know, and I don't know what I don't know. In terms of how this offense is going to function, you know, like, it's cool that Ertz is gone, but then the Brown, you know, coming in, you know, I, I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I re- like I I know for a fact Dallas Goddard is talented. He's shown us stuff before. We know that he can be fantasy viable, but exactly how good I I don't know. I I will like I said before, like once every you know all the teams get into camp starting next week, we're going to start getting reports, we're going to see a lot more. Mm-hmm. I'll have a better answer then. I just don't know how those weapons in that offense are going to function right now. Yeah. My my ten seconds, AJ, before you give your thirty five minutes is going to be. I like Goddard, but I am hesitant. Like if he's going to be the the last tight end of you know the top 
eight that falls to me, I might just totally wait and pass because of those worries. Yeah, I, I think Goddard's still going to have a decent target share. Um, I think he's he's got to be third on the team, though, um, with Brown there now. And a lot of people, you know, want to talk Brown down, but, you know, or, or have the bold take that he's not going to have a good season and this and that and whatever. I mean, yeah, I I don't buy into that, but Goddard is someone that I wouldn't have a problem fading um, from this offense. I, I think he's he's going to get his targets. I don't see them being what they were last year. Um, I think he's going to be he's going to have more value as the the go to in the red zone. Um, you know, like Ertz was years ago with Wentz because the two of them were, I mean, their, their chemistry was awesome. So I think if, if Hertz and Goddard can kind of get on that page, then he's, he's going to be, you know, more touchdown dependent. Um, but that's, that's how I see him this year, unfortunately. I mean, yep. in, if you're going to take a player like that, why take Goddard at cost when you can have the you know wonderful superstar that is Pat Fryermuth even mm-hmm. later? I mean, yeah. it's just like anytime I can find a way to work in Pat Fryermuth in the conversation, I'll do it. Secrets away, dude. I'm sorry. What he meant was the law firm of Ricky Seals Jones. That is that is, <laughs> that is not even a thing. Suck or, it, Keith. Or, or Logan Thomas. Got yeah. to do it. Shout out. I I Hon- Go Hokies. Honest to God, if he is healthy, like I said before. He's a monster. All, all oh, I, lo- I like Logan Thomas. All three of the starting receivers for the Commanders are below six feet tall. Or like at six foot and below. Like, That's he why will, he scored he'll like be, 10 touchdowns. Too. Exactly. <laughs> if he, like, I know we're only getting like super in-depth with those couple, but like, just I'm planting that flag. If it's fine. Logan Thomas is fine and it. he's good to go, he's... The obvious red zone target by yeah. some pretty he's, significant he's like, distance. He's like, "Hey, look at me! I'm the open guy." Yeah, <laughs> he I could pay off. Else here, just throw it to me. I he doesn't six, even seven. have to do it. I am like, the six seven guy you were talking it's about. Like, mm-hmm. It's like, here's my helmet. Here's everybody else scrambling around that <laughs> right? I'm looking above. <laughs> like, yeah. I just have to wave six, eye level, I'm sorry, and and you see me. Still, he's six six. Yeah, like but he looks taller than like like you were saying with Schultz, where he was like he doesn't like when I yeah. looked up his height, I was actually kind of shocked to see he was six five. Exactly, Thomas is six six apparently, but he looks like he's six. Yeah. He looks like one of those big cyborg guys out there he's doing huge. the thing. Yeah. yeah, like as with him going so late, the possible room for ROI is humongous. Oh yeah, he humongous. will be an immediate like I'm keep putting him on my watch list after the draft because nobody's going to take him in a normal standard league, right? Best balls. Like maybe I'll, maybe maybe we'll take a stab here and there. Super deep leagues. Like Scott fish. We'll have him, but yeah, my normal home leagues and, you know, just industry leagues where, you know, just like a standard format. You, um, he will be a guy on the watch list so that after week one or two, I'll be like, yes, (laughs) 
there. Unless you know. I have Kelsey or something like that. But True. All right, man. So we like to finish up here with our standings prediction uh, for the NFC East. So what do you got? Legit. Like, don't want to be surprised. I got you. Um, yeah. Well, as all of us are aware, uh, doing this on an annual basis with the NFC East is impossible. Yes. <laughs> but I, I so maybe it does... should pick the commanders, right? <laughs> There you go. Uh, I mean, just I'm. I feel good about picking, and I. I'm, oh God, I hate saying this. That's, oh, it's good. Dallas. Okay, all right, fine, fine. Okay, it's all vomit. Drink while you're saying that. I'm yeah, I'm just gonna. gonna I'll to vomit Dallas off there. It'll be fine. I'll. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'm gonna have to go take a shower after this. So, uh, Dallas probably first. Um, that Philly defense, man, like, honestly, that'll keep, like, even if Hurts struggles, I feel so good about that secondary that they've built up, man. And also, just, yeah. like, straight up, if you're playing in a league with DSC, and, like, you know, I think it was mentioned earlier, like, that early schedule, super good. If you're just going to, like, wait, just, yep. you know, pick stream the entire year, but you want to take that team with a good stretch to begin with to get you on your path, the Eagles are the team to do that. Um, so, yeah, like, Dallas, Philly, uh I think the commanders will be right there between two and three. I think I feel like it's going to be a battle for that second place for sure. And then how many, I have a question for how many games do we even think the giants could win? (laughs) Cause we know they're fourth, but exactly how bad are they is the question. (laughs) Bad. Um, yeah. I'm gonna be real quick. My my picks are exact. My picks are exactly the same as Herms. Going Commanders, Giants, Birds, Birds. Washington. Of course you do. Dallas, Giants. Giants get six wins. Giants, six. Holy crap! It might be third. (laughs) (laughs) Write it down. Six wins. I was about to say second. They gave him six wins. That's like a lot. All right, man. All right, Herms. Let uh before we let you go, thank you for hanging out tonight. Great time, man. Again, I gotta get that kazoo in the intro somehow, man. That is phenomenal. We gotta figure this out. I love it, dude. That's awesome. Um, but anyway, man. Before we let you go, let everybody know where they can find you on Twitter and what you got going on the season and where. Well, if you want to follow more of this on the Twitter timeline, you can do so by following me at Herms NFL. I also have a podcast, The Lateral Show, a sideways look at fantasy football. We debut episodes every single week, typically coming out on Thursdays on Apple, Spotify, uh, Anchor, wherever Anchor puts it. I don't know. I don't know where it's actually found. Anchor does that work for me. So just look for the show. You'll find it. It'll <laughs> Everywhere, be cool. by the way. There you go. So, yeah, everywhere. Uh you can follow the show on Twitter at the lateral FF. And then when it comes to my written content, you can find that over at fantasypros.com. Nice. I, I have some pretty fun stuff coming up. I've, uh, I had a article drop recently about the Broncos wide receiver situation. If you're interested in trying to parse through that and figure out what some of my thoughts are, I did some research so you can find <laughs> the answers. So it, 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 who knows? A little bit, who knows? Yeah, a little bit but, I, I, I think I'm starting to come to a conclusion, but either way, uh, I, you know, that's, that's really, uh, that's about it as far as I'm aware, but Hey, if you're going to be at the fantasy football expo in Canton, Ohio, mm-hmm. I will also be there. So if you want to say hi, uh, I look like this, just use this as a point of reference. If you forget yeah. my Twitter profile picture is also me. So if you just see like a, a guy about six feet tall, a lot of tattoos, 
nose rings, yelling about Ronald Jones while being extremely drunk. It's me. So you can find me there as well. Thank you so much for having awesome, me. This man. was so much fun. Oh, excellent. Oh. Glad to have you on, man. This was a, this was a good time. So uh, yeah, we're gonna let you go, and we're gonna close up shop, and then uh, yeah, I will definitely see you at the expo. Uh, both of us are gonna be there actually. Yeah. So a bunch oh, of yeah. us are gonna be there. Mike's gonna be there. The guy behind the mic. Um, yeah, we got a lot of F six people there, so we are looking forward to it, man. Hopefully, we run uh, into you. There's a lot of people there. I was going to say, is Lepresto going to be there? We'll probably find him with Herms both screaming about Ronald Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, John Lepresto is a uh, Ronald Jones truther. So, yeah, if I can convince him to go, uh, then, then you guys can just, like, wear Ronald. I'll, I will buy you guys Rojo for Life t-shirts if you both go somehow. <gasps> yes. You have to oh, get- yeah. <laughs> I will and absolutely I will do it. You the gotta find with John a Rojo for Life fanny pack and, and yell at him and make him go and tell him I will buy you guys t-shirts. I'll, I'll make it happen somehow. So I love this. I love this <laughs> plan so much. This is wonderful. <laughs> All right, have a good night, man, and uh, thank you for coming on again. See ya. Of course. All right. See ya, Arms. All right, AJ, uh, closing it out quickly because it's late, but uh, that was a good show, man. He. Very entertaining. So I think oh, that's yeah. it, though, man. Unless you got anything to add. No, I'm good. All right. Cool. Peace next week. NFC North. Bye. <laughs>